Welcome to Quilt and Tell, where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passion and perspectives on all things quilty. I'm Tracy Mooney. I'm Lori Baker. And I'm Ginger Sheehy Daddy. Hello, everyone. This week, we are talking about what makes us quilt happy. We welcome Natalie Santini from So Hungry Hippie to our show today to talk about how sewing and quilting can bring joy. And in our Fine Finishes segment, we're talking about what doesn't bring us joy, just to be a little contrarian. <laughs> how are you, ladies? <laughs> Great. Doing well. How about you, Tracy? I'm good. Lori? Well, you know. Uh-oh. I Uh-oh, guess that, I've that had like better a story. weeks, but it's okay. <laughs> You've had better. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, now I feel like you need to go into that, Lori. I know. Really? Now we're concerned. What's going well, on? Well, see, I'll uh, talk about it when we get to the what doesn't bring us joy at the uh, end. Okay. So that's right. We're, we're, we're very happy in this part. So, okay. All right. <laughs> well, hold on to that. Put a pin in it. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Well, all right. So we're talking about happiness and quilting. What do you guys have one thing that really makes you really happy lately? Just one? I <laughs> know, really. <laughs> For me right now, quilting and sewing, it really is just bringing me happiness. Like I feel like it's been such a great way for me to just zone in, get something accomplished, you know, even if it's just a little bit of a quilt, you know, just to do something positive throughout the day because there's so much negativity out there. So I feel like this has been like my real comfort zone and Mm. and my my Zen space right now. And uh, I'm loving it. But I don't want to do anything else. That's my problem. It's like, I'm really like, I, I'm almost to the point where it's like, I'm grumpy with everybody else when I'm not quilting. And I'm Aww. like, all right, I got to stop that. But, uh, but no, I feel like this is, it's, it's really been a savior. Um, this last, like, especially this last week or two. <laughs> uh, right. How about you, Tracy? What's making you happy? I want Lori to go first. Okay. Yes. Yes. We got to <laughs> cheer her up quick. <laughs> okay. So what makes me happy all the time? not just during this crazy time that we're living in right now, but it's finished projects. Mm. It just brings such joy to look at this thing that I've completed and um, I'm fairly perfectionistic. So if it's done, it's done nicely. Yeah. And that just makes me feel good. It makes me feel like uh, I've accomplished something important. So what have you finished recently? Oh, I haven't. It's not quite finished. It still needs the binding, but the purple and green. Yes. Yes. It's all quilted and it's ready to be bound. And it is gorgeous. Did it take a while, Lori? It did. (laughs) It did. Okay. A pineapple quilt is on my bucket list and Mm -hmm. I haven't started one yet. Um, and part of that reason why is because I feel like I need to be like, I need to clear the decks a little bit mm-hmm. before I start working on one of those. Yeah. Well, right. and for me, always, if I do my typical pieced back, um, oh, the yeah. back of the quilt takes longer than the front because the front's all just, you're making, I, I do my front's real traditional blocks. Mm-hmm. So you just make some blocks. 
well, when I do the back, then it's, oh, we'll throw <laughs> some of this and how mm-hmm. am I going to make that fit with this? And and it takes quite a bit longer to do the back most of the time. Uh, well, Lori, I was loving you and cursing you all in the same breath uh, because on the one quilt I'm working on now for my neighbor, I uh, ended up doing a pieced back and I was like, okay, I'm just going to take a couple of the blocks that have the hexes in them and I'm going to put those in there and then just use the, I'm using this really lovely gray moda fabric. And I was like, all right, I'll do that. Well, of course, uh, the fabric shop that I went to, they ran out of that fabric. So I was like, ah, and I'm running around. And as I'm driving to like, you know, you know, shop to shop, trying to find stuff and everything, I was just like, darn Lori and her piece packs. Why does she have to be so inspirational? <laughs> but then now that it's done, I'm loving it and it's great. Oh, yeah. So I ended up putting like some pink in it um, because a lot of the blocks had pink in it. And so I'm really stoked with the way that it turned out. So thank you for sending some of that happiness my way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So the one thing I've made this past week, um, it, it, it was a mask, actually. Um, yeah. I decided I needed to make new masks. A lot of the ones that I had made when when COVID started, um, I used uh, pipe cleaners in the mm. nose and they've been washed so many times and, and it's really not holding anymore. So um, I decided I would try and make an Olsen mask for my, my husband and my daughter because they wear glasses Mm. and I needed to make sure that, you know, they wouldn't fog up as they were wearing a mask. So, um, we had some headers here that came, oh my God, it's been several months now. I don't know, even know how long, um, that had, um, Frida Kahlo fabric Mm. and Sydney wanted like a plain mask that she could wear because she's got like she's got a bright pink one and one that's got like aliens on it, like all these crazy patterns. She wanted one that was a little plainer. And there was one of the prints was just black and white um, with um, faces on it. And so I made her mask with that. She loved the mask so much that when she put it on to try the size. You know, I was just making sure that I got the size right. And I made little adjustable tabs for the ear, you know, the ear part. Um, she left it on while we were sitting in the house and she was just <laughs> like doing some stuff. And I was like, honey, you know, you could take that off now. Like we're not outside or anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, no, mom, it's just so comfortable. Oh, and I knew nice. she really, really liked it. And that made me happy. <laughs> oh. So now real quick, though, why are those good for people without glasses or with glasses? Well, it comes up on your nose. It's okay. like shaped a little bit. So it comes up and uh, over your nose. And then I put in armature wire so that yeah, it could so pinch really, over her yeah, nose. And okay. it um, it just sort of holds it in place under her glasses. And so nice. she was just super happy about it because it fit well. <laughs> Oh, I need to know more about that. I've been seeing ideas on Facebook where people are making masks with vintage dresser scarves. Oh, Oh, that's pretty. And if I could get one that actually fit with my glasses, that would be lovely. Oh, (laughs) well, I'll tell you my my tweaks. But I also just ordered a um, a template that's Creative Grids makes a template that um, is for this 
it's the right shape for the Olsen mask, but it looks like it comes up a little bit higher on the nose. So mm. I just ordered it yesterday and I'll let you know how that one works out, Lori. That one might be good. Perfect. Nice. Yeah. I feel like there's been like whole reassessment of masks yes. um, recently. Like I've just seen like this, these ones are working better and these aren't. And yeah, I guess we have enough research now. <laughs> well, and I feel like I, I feel like I've, we've already talked about this because when it all hit, we were talking a lot about different mask patterns mm-hmm. and and certain. And I feel like everyone has it's little tweaks yeah. that make it better for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen a couple of really interesting patterns lately that were, you know, little hacks. Like one person has a zip tie hack where mm. they take zip ties and um, make boning essentially so mm-hmm. that it stands out away from your face. Because have you ever had like you take a deep breath as you're like talking oh, yeah. to someone and the fabric sucks yep. in? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Mm-hmm. I saw someone out at, um, I, I actually went for a haircut last week. It's my first haircut in um, seven months, I think, since February. Oh, wow. And um, and so I had to wear a mask, of course. And someone walked in and she worked at the place and her sequ- she had a sequin mask on. It like, it caught my eye immediately. Uh-oh. I was like, oh, I need to have something sparkly on my mask. <laughs> well, enough about masks. Are you guys ready yes. to go talk to Natalie? Yes, bring on more happiness. Yes. Today in our open studio segment, I wanted to bring in a little bit of sunshine and rainbows. So joining us is a person who brings happiness with her wherever she goes. Welcome to the show, Natalie Santini of So Hungry Hippie. Thanks for having me. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm going to tell the story about uh, how I first met you. And I don't know if you remember this story. I think I do. Okay. (laughs) You go first. (laughs) All right. So Quilt Market was in St. Louis. And Mm -hmm. at the time I lived in Illinois. And Mm -hmm. there were three of us who decided to carpool. And drive down to St. Louis because it was only about a four and a half hour drive. So we're about halfway and we're hungry. (laughs) And there's a rest stop that I forget what restaurant was there. And we pull in and start to get out of the car. And there is a car next to us that... um, I don't know, you know, as I was getting out of the car, sort of, you know, how you glance into like the passenger seat or the driver's seat and I saw colorful fabric and it caught my eye and then in the back seat I think I saw like a bag with quilts in it and I thought oh this this is clearly a quilter of some sort and then you had a bumper sticker on your car that also I can't remember what it was but I remember Mm -hmm. that it was specifically something sewing related and so I was like oh we would be friends with this person. <laughs> and so we walk into the restaurant and I'm literally, I think it was a Panera. Now that I remember it was a yes, Panera. That's right. yeah. I'm looking up at the menu and out of the corner of my eye, I see someone rushing towards me. And um, they actually like jumped in the air and attacked me. (laughs) And it was it was Sarah Lawson. Yes. (laughs) And Sarah Lawson gave me this big hug, and she was all excited. And you were standing in the background, sort of awkwardly, like, "Oh my god!" Like, what do I do? (laughs) 
<laughs> and that's how we met. <laughs> yes, yes. And I knew who you were and I knew Ebony Love, who was with you. <laughs> yes. And I and I was sort of like should I say hello? They probably don't know who I am. What do I do? Do I hug them too? You know. <laughs> yeah, pretty funny, huh? That was fun. Yeah, that's how we met. So, yeah. and it, but I thought it was hilarious because it, I literally was like, I know what car you you were in. Right, <laughs> right, right. That's funny. Yes, oh, what a goodness. good market. It was a good market. So, Ginger and Lori, I'm not sure if you guys have met Natalie prior to this. Not face-to-face. We've emailed. Yes, that's right. I was going to say that, too. We've emailed. Right. (laughs) That's right. Because you actually, you submit for, I know, I think you've had two projects in my magazines. Yes. And you actually have crossover into our garment sewing magazines, too, don't you? Yes, uh, so news. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, a couple of times with them. So that was fun. Yeah. So when I, I, it was so to our listeners. Obviously, I decided that Natalie was going to be on the show. Um, Natalie's feed. I, I follow her on Instagram or Facebook friends. Um, I every once in a while will catch one of your YouTube tutorials, and I always have to sit and watch because it always makes me happy. Um, <laughs> But I was typing up the email to Lori and Ginger um, to let them know that you were scheduled for the show. And, you know, I usually send like links to your website and things like that. And as I was putting it together, I was like, Ginger's going to love this. (laughs) No, and this is exciting. It was exciting for me because sometimes you'll bring people on or we'll have people on and I'm not following them yet. But I have been following you religiously for a while. So I was so excited. Like, so I had already kind of already known what we had in store for us. But oh, my goodness, I was telling them when we first logged in to start everything today, I was like, oh, my gosh, I went down her rabbit hole of like on her website and this and that. And I mean, oh, my goodness, it, it was we were trying to justify that it was work is basically what it comes to. <laughs> oh, how it is fun. Work. It That's is great. Right. <laughs> oh, but talk about happy. I mean, oh my goodness. I don't know how you can't go onto your blog or your Instagram or any of those. And I mean, it, it, they just reek of happiness. It's so oh. much fun. That's so good to hear. I I try to keep it real, but in general, yeah, I feel happy most of the time and you know, try to just share a little bit of that. I think everyone can use some more happiness, especially right now. <laughs> well, and what's great is that you can really tell that you are doing what you love and it's just right. so natural and it just, it does, it comes out of everything that you touch. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. It's so funny that this is where I am right now, because if you had asked me 15 years ago, I would have said sewing, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> just no idea I'd ever be here. And, and it's truly just following your bliss, so to speak. So So tell us where you were 15 years ago. Well, let's see. 15 years ago, I was a full-time RN in a hospital in Texas. I had um, gotten out of the Army. I was an Army nurse and was working all the time, very on a floor that was pretty high intensity. And um, my husband was Air Force, and he suddenly got orders to England. And my whole life changed. Wow. And it's really funny how life takes you on this whirlwind and you just have no idea what it has in store for you, you know? And um, so we ended up moving to England and I I had my 
two kids there. We were there almost seven years and everything changed. I gave up nursing pretty much. I, I stay active, but I don't work as an RN anymore. And, uh, you know, I was, we were there maybe four months and I was starting to feel a little depressed. I sort of felt aimless and didn't have a lot going on. We, we only had one car, which he had all day. So I was home all the time. And weirdly enough, I had taken my mom's sewing machine with me and I had never sewn before. What caused me to take that thing? Oh, wow. Mm. Isn't that weird? And one day I thought, okay, I'm just, I'm going to make myself a bag. And I mean, we're talking, I didn't even know what a bobbin was. So I tried my best at making a bag with, you know, a a sewing book that I had, because this was sort of right at the beginning of blogging where it was Mm -hmm. really coming out. And um, I, I made my way through it. It worked okay. It didn't look great, but I was happy. I was just giddy that I made something with my own hands. And then from there away, I went. And I think I sewed every day for 10 years, every single day. Wow. That's (laughs) impressive. I'm I'm utterly intrigued because you've got Mm -hmm. this whole military background. Had you always been kind of, did you have hippie tendencies while you were in the military or did you just like (laughs) literally take the other direction? It's, It's really funny. I think when I was when I was a late teen, early 20s, I was very regimental and very military. I think when I was in it, I was in it 100%. And that's kind of how I am. Go in, go for it all, give it your all. And so I was very much like that. Towards the end, when I knew, okay, I think I'm going to be getting out. I'm not going to make this my career after all. Um, I started getting my husband called me a hippie because of course he was still active duty military. So to see me kind of changing and getting into yoga and being more free and looking up meditation and doing all this other stuff, he was joking. And he said, you're such a hungry hippie because I was hungry all the time. (laughs) And and to him, I was becoming a hippie, which I think is so funny because it was just a black and white sort of 180 degree turn. Um, from what I had been, but I, I just went with it. I just kind of followed the flow. Well, but I do feel like there isn't really that much of a difference. Both are very, very passionate about what it is that they're doing and very devoted to what it is that they're doing. So I feel like really, is it that different? It's just kind of two different sides, but a lot of similarities as far as like uh, the passion and the devotion. That is such a good point. I never thought of it that way before, but you're right. Oh, it's a passion. I know some hardcore hippies, so uh, <laughs> they, 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 they could be in the military and the military would appreciate them. <laughs> right, right. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I think that some of the pull or the attraction that other sewists, especially the beginners, have with me is because I didn't learn as a young child or from actual teachers in in person, I don't have that kind of fear of messing up. If I mess up, I figure, eh, I'll cut it up and make a patchwork quilt. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Big deal, you know. And so that's sort of been my mantra is just go for it and have fun. Part of the exploration and learning is the point of sewing for me. (laughs) I'm not sure if you just heard that. Did you hear my pug? 
snoring away over here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, she just let a big snore. Oh, that's too funny. She's Wait. bored. Oh, yeah. This is very boring for pugs. This isn't a pug podcast. Right? <laughs> What's your pug's name? Her name is Tori. She was a Tori. rescue. So oh. we joke that she's actually Victoria, but she's not <laughs> posh enough. To- <laughs> oh, I love it. So cute. There's pictures of her all over her yes. uh, Instagram. Oh, so Instagram. definitely yes. go check her out. She's so cute. Yeah, <laughs> she, she's I actually often started, a model. Yes. And, and the hashtag pugs on quilts. I mean, I'm going to take credit because I started using that. That's awesome. (laughs) That is too funny. That is too funny. So I want to, I want to like segue into your use of color. Like you use color with reckless abandon. Yes. How, how how did you, is that just something that happened organically? Do you think about that at all? I, it's really funny. I get a lot of questions about that. And I think what it is for me is my gut feeling, honestly. If if I put colors together and I just feel like a warmth in my body, I know it's right. I know it works. It is kind of instinctual, I would say. But I did learn to sew with almost exclusively Jennifer Paganelli fabrics Mm. and you cannot go wrong with those colors. Mm -hmm. She just, she's just got it. And so I think, was it because of her influence with her fabric lines that that is what I feel is home for me? Does that mm-hmm. make sense? So it does I, make sense. Yeah. The bright colors, the high contrast. I really, really love that. Um, well, and yeah. you work a lot with vinyl too, right? I do. Yes. And I sort of fell into that. I, I think it's because I'm an 80s kid. And I, I had mm-hmm. jelly shoes. I yeah. had the, the bracelets with the glitter and the scrunchies and all of that. And I was trying to figure out a way to work with really, really saturated, bright uh, fabrics, so to speak. And I suddenly picked up some vinyl and I wasn't very good at it, to be honest, in the whole first year. And after trying and trying and trying, I figured out what was working for me. And then I thought, you know, I could teach other people how to work with this stuff. Because if you don't have the right tools, it is so much harder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you have a free guide on your on your uh, blog, yes. pro- right? Yeah. Yes. How to sew with vinyl, downloadable PDF. I mean, yes, do it, take it, learn. Um, the biggest thing is the Teflon foot. People don't know about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many feet do you usually get with a sewing machine? 10 or 20 right. feet. Mm-hmm. I probably use two of them most of the time, right. you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the Teflon foot is the game changer for sure with vinyl. Yeah. And nice. leather. Yeah. 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 And so. for those of you who, who don't have a place where you can get that vinyl to make those fun things, Check out Natalie's shop. It's so hungryhippie.com. She's got lots of colors. Oh, I I just I really got lost this morning when I was preparing for this today. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah, I only carry the ones that absolutely work for me. I I've ordered certain vinyls in from places and they're just, you know, they don't work. So I don't sell those. And I because I figure if I buy something, I want it to work. <laughs> and you know, it has to, it has to work, has to be fun. Mm -hmm. 
It it clearly is because I feel like you're (laughs) vinyl. And and one of the things that has been going like gangbusters on Instagram is your banana bag pattern. Oh, isn't that funny? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I thought, (laughs) I don't, you know, what's really strange about that whole concept, I was trying to make a different bag and I think I'm going to get there. So I won't say what it is yet. (laughs) But but I, I was, um, I, I buy the Bath and Body hand soap and I mm-hmm. had banana smell oh. on my sink. And I thought, oh, why don't I make a banana bag? <laughs> and I tried probably six or seven times until I finally got the shape right and then had a bunch of people test it to make sure I wasn't bonkers. And um, <laughs> they all told me, oh, we laughed our way through this. Yes. This is so funny. You know, and I thought, oh, this is what we need right now. Quarantine banana bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. Yes. I forget who I saw. It came up in my feed and they it was just pictures of them laughing as they were that sewing. That was Trish Franklin. It was Trish. Yes. That's right. Oh my yes. gosh. Quilt chicken. Oh my gosh. Yes. Quilt chicken. Um, I She came up in my feed and all of her pictures were just her laughing. As she was making this bag, and I thought, "Oh my gosh, that is the happiest thing I've seen lately." So funny and fun. I mean, that's you know, when people tell me they want to learn to sew, I usually say, "For what reason? Is it to have fun? Is it to do you want to make your own clothes? Do you want to make quilts? What do you want to do?" And usually, almost all the time, it's I just want to have fun. I want to make stuff, and I think yes. That is the point of it all, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that you know? It's funny because I feel like that's the thing that's missing in my life right now. Oh, <laughs> you know? Sure, sure. You know, yeah. I I've been trying to like find that little happy place, which is like my little house blocks and and um mm-hmm. and things like that because I've got like two house house quilts going because my wow. birthday blocks are still coming in. Yes, and, and the house blocks I've been making myself. And those are the ones that at least I try and work on just for no reason at all, just because I'm having fun putting the colors together. And I feel like that is why I wanted to have you on the show today, because I feel like so many people are are at home. They might, you Mm -hmm. know, be getting out a little bit more here and there. But I feel like so many of us are still making masks. Right. And um, and that feels very um, like, like it's what we have to do Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily what feeds our soul. I'm sure there are people out there who it makes them happy to make masks for other people. I certainly, it makes me happy to make masks for other people, but it still feels like work, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like your, your blog, your website, your Instagram is all fun things. And even if it's just, you know, your simple patchwork quilts that you have a mm-hmm. tutorial on YouTube or um, my favorite is you have a tutorial for um, making a rope rug. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Love yeah. that. It, I almost dropped everything last night and started to make <laughs> coasters. And, yeah, and, right. And I had to swear to myself that I wasn't going to start another project because I've got like three <laughs> or four going right now. And I'm like, that, that's too many your husband will, like, my husband would just kill me. He'd be like, what are you making now? Right? <laughs> like, why isn't my quilt done, Tracy? Right. That's what he would say. <laughs> Sometimes it's that thing where when you have to get something done, you just 
don't want to do it for that mm-hmm. reason, mm-hmm. you know? And and I really enjoy those smaller projects where it can just be done in a day, you know? No, no big month-long uh, journey down this making road. Like little projects, they can be so satisfying, especially in times like right now. I agree. I think, yeah. I agree. Well, I started a list of projects just on you from your site. And uh, I have to admit, like, the one that is on the top of my list is the mini ironing board uh, oh, cover. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That is so cute. I have one that I sometimes we use it when we're filming courses and stuff. And oh, sure. uh, yes. I was like, I said, Tracy, I can be, I can make one for each individual course. It'll be awesome. Yes. So, oh, how I cute. thought that was brilliant. Well, and I love the fact that you have so many practical things like sure. the ironing board covers. You have like, you know, a fitted sheet. I would have never yeah thought to make like a fitted sheet for your bed and then a coffee cozy and then a yoga mat right like these are all just yeah. things that are so practical that it's like oh yeah I forget you can make really cute stuff like that you don't have to buy it it's awesome. that's right yeah yeah some of that is because I was just you know as a lot of us do buying so much fabric and I thought I better use some of this up real quick <laughs> and, and I couldn't believe that a set of sheets even in the cheaper stores it's you know 70 to yes. 100 bucks oh, yeah it's not yes. cheap oh yeah. so yeah I I just thought let's do this and you know it made it work <laughs> That's a really yeah. good point. My I, my daughter needs a new set of sheets. And so I actually, the funny thing happened, I was looking this weekend for sheets. Mm-hmm. And the thing that drives me crazy is her generation like doesn't like flat sheets. So oh, buying yes. a sheet set is yes. useless. Yes. <laughs> right? Oh, uh-huh. It's so strange because my daughter's the same way. Yes. She doesn't like the all flat sheets. All of my sheets. kids. Yeah. So I got, I got them all duvets so that they can oh, at right. least wash the duvet. Yep. Um, right. But it's because it, it just drives me crazy because they just they will take them off the flat sheet off the bed. <laughs> like yep. they need their feet to be like out and free. I am, yeah. I am like a hospital corners kind mm-hmm. of girl. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I need to be looking at that, too, and making a flat right. sheet. I mean, a fitted right. sheet for their bed, because I mean, it's certainly probably cheaper than the, you know, forty five dollars I think I spent on one fitted sheet this weekend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Crazy. And I and I've done the pieced <laughs> ones and I sleep on them just fine. My daughter sleeps on hers that was pieced the other day. So you don't have to use the extra wide quilt back unless you mm-hmm. want to. So, yeah, it works. It's great. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, I think I think the interesting thing that as we were talking and as Ginger was going through the list of like practical items that I think you ha- you that you have tutorials for on your website or patterns. Mm-hmm. I think that is where young people are coming in, you know, like they yes. want to be able to make something useful. Like that's right. at least the way my kids came to me. Like they wanted to, you know, help, help mom, help me make this. Mm-hmm. And whether right. it was a bag or a belt or, you know, whatever, like a little, you know, patch on their jacket and, and things like that, that's how they started sewing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and especially with the rise of cheap clothing and fast fashion, I think some of the traditional sewists who would come into it from as for sewing a prom dress or whatever it was you know, in the seventies, like my mom did, um, in the sixties, I I think that has fallen away some because fashion is fast Mm -hmm. and cheap. 
And like you said, it's the practical uses or making things more individual, making Mm -hmm. you stand apart from the crowd. So, yeah. yeah. And I love those ideas for gifts because at this point, I've made pretty much everybody in my family a quilt. And it's like, okay, well, now what? I don't want to give them more quilts. Like, you know, they're not, I mean, they would probably love it. But still, these things, I think, are things I would love to start getting into that mode of like making them a bag they can use or, or, you know, these types of things. I just think it it ups your gift game. (laughs) It does. Yes. And then you don't have to go out to a store or order so much online. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can just use what you've got. It's funny you say that about the quilts because my kids actually told me, mom, I'm not really a fan of quilts. <laughs> and I thought, oh, okay, fair enough. And so we had, I had made this ginormous quilt for one of my kiddos and she let me know it wasn't her color palette and she didn't really love it. She appreciated the thought, but I could have it back. <laughs> and so, but it was fine because I said, okay, I'm going to make a coat out of it. And sure enough, I just made it into a quilted coat. And I thought, why haven't I done this before? Mm. From, you know, with quilts, I don't love, or maybe I've used them for five years and want to do something else with it. Mm-hmm. Instead of having a stack of quilts in the cupboard, I could yeah. make a clothing item with it. So that was fun too. What pattern did you use again for that jacket? I remember that sh- coming up in my Instagram feed and I was amazed. I used the Dottie Angel car coat pattern by Simplicity. Yeah. You know, I was just looking at the quilt that I have on my bed, and and I think we all know the part that goes south on us is the binding, and the binding's (laughs) getting all worn out, and I'm thinking... Ah, what a way to recycle. <laughs> right. Mm, yeah. You know, it, that, all right. So the, that brings up an interesting conversation that I think mm-hmm. we've mentioned once before on the show, which is it used to be practical to take a quilt that um, had seen better days mm-hmm. and turn it into something else. And it was called a cutter quilt. And nowadays I feel like there is such... Horrible feedback if you take a quilt and turn it into a clothing item. And really? Yeah. Have I you think it's okay. I think it's okay if we do that with our own quilts. The right. ones that people holler about are when we mm. find a quilt at the thrift shop that is obviously 75 years old and we cut mm. that up. They don't like that. Oh, that makes sense. Sure. But see, but I feel like if it's if it's a quilt that was at a, a thrift, thrift store yeah. and mm-hmm. it's yeah. not in great condition, why mm. not turn it into something useful and give it added life? Because there yeah, are right. usually mm-hmm. parts that are worn out and other parts that are still in good shape. Oh, That's exactly. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, I would definitely do that. And I wouldn't even pay any attention to any naysayers at all because <laughs> it's exactly that. You're giving it a new life, yeah. a different life. It's 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 like reincarnation in the best way. Yes, yes. right? <laughs> well, totally. and sometimes I feel like I the quilts that I find at the thrift store are like the ones that were made in China anyway. They're the ones that you, they sold at like the department stores in the nineties that maybe oh, looks like they were old, oh, but yeah. they weren't, you know, they're not an heirloom. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, I've only it, found one heirloom quilt at a thrift shop before and it was more expensive. So they knew it was mm. 
something special, Mm -hmm. you know, and it had a bunch of black stitches where the person was trying to repair the pieces. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I'm going to keep it just like this and sit it here in my cupboard until I know what to do with that. Because, I mean, I think, I think there is a big difference, but if I wanted to cut that up, I, I don't think I'd feel terrible because I don't know. The person that made it would probably want it to be used rather than mm. sitting in a trunk. I don't know. That's I so thought. agree with that. I agree <laughs> with that. It's sad too. to see my quilts stuffed away on a shelf. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. You want it to be used. You want it to be loved. Exactly. Yeah, I yes. tried not to take offense. My my parents just recently moved here to Colorado and they were in uh, Myrtle Beach. And so my mom has completely changed like all her decorating and everything. She went from like, you know, all beachy stuff to now she's doing mountains and things like that. And so <laughs> the very first quilt I had given her, it was all beach themed. And she got here and she was so funny. She was like, I don't know what to do with it. And I was like, <gasps> oh, whatever. So my daughter, she jumped on it because she's got a little beach theme going on in her room. Aww, and oh go. my God, it looks so cute. So I'm just so Good. excited. At least you know, it's, it's getting love all around. <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly. And, and better that than her leaving it behind or oh, <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah. Well, and that was the thing, cause they left a lot of stuff for the people that moved in. And oh. I was, I told her, I was like, please don't leave any of the quilts. I was like, oh, bring smart. them. And oh, she yes. was like, oh no, they're packed already. So I knew oh. she wouldn't leave it, but she just felt bad. Cause she was like, it didn't really go with anything she had put out, you know, in her new place. Sure. So, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. My daughter was like right on that. And I was like, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> Well, Natalie, we are at the end of our our time for this segment, and I am just so glad that you were able to join us today. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's like talking with a, a coffee clatch, you know, yes. <laughs> a bunch of friends. It's just so nice. Thank you so much. Uh, well, we're definitely going to have to have her on again because I got to know if you've ever tried the gumdrop uh, vinyl because it sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Right? (laughs) So for our fine finishes today, we've already talked about what makes us happy. We want to talk about maybe what doesn't bring us joy. Hmm. So Ginger, go. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. Well, only because this weekend I spent way, way, way too much time. Matter of fact, it was probably like the week into the weekend doing this is unstitching my quilting because it's such a frustrating thing. I love piecing so much. I just have such a great time and I'm usually so proud of my quilt tops and even the backs that I do. And then it just utterly terrifies me to quilt because I don't want to screw it up. Like, and I know if I go in, like I'm going to have to do it, but I had to unstitch two, two rows of, of, it was just a straight stitch, thank goodness. But it's probably at least a good four hours, five hours worth of just sitting there picking away at it. And, and I probably could have gotten away with it, but it was one of those, especially because this is what I'm doing for somebody and they're going to pay me at the end of the day. So it's like, nope, I need to make sure it's perfect. And so that I, I literally just was like, oh my goodness, I really hate this seam ripper right now. Like it was just my worst. I'd look at it and just, you know, <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, that definitely did not bring me a lot of happiness this weekend, but so glad that I did it because now my quilting is done on it and it looks perfect. Like I love it. It absolutely is great. So I'm so glad that I did take the time to do that and make it right. But it is one of those things I just, I I really, really hate doing it. 
But uh, all right, Lori, I'm dying to know what is what's going on. You you gave us, uh, you know, you left us in suspense uh, in the first segment. So I got to find out what's going on. So it's exactly the same as your story was, Ginger. Oh. Too funny. I quilted clear across a quilt and, and it's a big quilt. Uh. And you know, got ready to set up the second row and I just couldn't stand it. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't good enough to suit me. So And you're not was, just saying this to make me feel better? Uh, no, I'm <laughs> okay. not saying it to make you feel oh, good. I can um, just hear it in your voice. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh. It took forever to get it all taken back out and oh. you know, then it's it's not mine. It's somebody else's quilt. And I just thought, oh, yeah. why do I say I'll do these things? <laughs> but the good news is that I finished it last night and uh, I haven't spread it all out yet, but, but I think it's a good one. Aww. It just was very painful to get to where it was a good one. Yep. Yep. All right, Tracy, your turn. Okay, I've got something different. It's not the same. (laughs) I was afraid we were all going to have the same thing. Right? (laughs) Well, and it's possible, you know, because, I mean, nobody really likes unstitching. No. Um, But the the step that I like the least is cutting out my shapes. Like, I really just hate cutting up all of the parts for the quilt. Oh. And so the only way that I've, like figured out a way is using a die cut yes Mm. you know but then that sort of limits you to what you can make right so that's my thing so I I do love a good AccuQuilt die oh yeah and they've got so many yeah um the one I've been using the most lately is their English paper piecing ones that they've got like a hexagon one where it's on one side it's the fabric side and the other side is the paper ones and I just find it completely satisfying and I'm about to I actually you know what I did all that work on my Christmas stocking and I haven't finished cutting out the um I've got to pull that one out this weekend and oh yeah finish that, that up I'm gonna take pictures yeah. I'm totally gonna take pictures and put it up on Instagram because that is like way too much fun <laughs> so I'm super excited to do so, it. So <laughs> Tracy, is it cutting in general or is it just those specific like when it shapes and stuff? Or do you mind it's, like cutting out like all your, you know, if you, your pieces for when you're piecing I something together? I don't love it. I don't uh, love it. All like, right. Well, here's the deal. I'm, I'll make a deal with you. <laughs> yeah, I will come and cut all of your stuff if you'll unstitch my next boo-boo. <laughs> I love to cut, so I don't mind right. it at all. Here's here's <laughs> another thing that I actually love to do, and usually it's one of those things that people hate: binding. It's my favorite oh. part. <laughs> like I love it. <laughs> so isn't that funny? And do you do your binding partly by hand and partly by machine? Yes. And so you find it relaxing to do that? I do. And satisfying because it's the last part right? and you're done. Yeah. And then you're like, yay, I finished. Right? <laughs> I usually, I look forward to the binding. Like I do. I feel like it is that like, okay, this is it. This is the final step. Like there is something satisfying about that. Um, and uh, I'm at that point now with the one quilt I'm working on, trying to decide because it's a really, it's the biggest one I've done so far. If I want to hand stitch the whole thing or try to do, because I feel like I can never quite do the machine 
chain binding. I do it on the one side, but then when I try to do it on the, like on the front of it or whatever, I never quite get it right. Like it just never looks right. So I'm trying to figure out whether I'm going to be daring and try to just do it so I can get it done. And then I'm just afraid there's going to be unstitching and I don't want to unstitch. So I don't know. (laughs) The dilemma, the dilemma. Oh. I wish we were at the office because I could help you with that machine on on both sides of the binding. And it goes so slick once you know the tricks. All right. I might need to like set up a quick little like tutorial with you. So just so I can do it right, because this is a huge one and and I don't want to have to unstitch again. I don't want another three days of having to go through that. (laughs) Exactly. All right. I I may be reaching out. Okay. Well, ladies, this has been so much fun today talking to you. I miss you guys. Me too. This has definitely been the highlight of the week. So thank you. (laughs) It always is. Thanks so much for listening to Quilt and Tell. Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today in our show description. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please tell your friends. Thanks for listening and happy quilting. The Quilt and Tell podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer.